And joining us right now, it is Devin McCourty, or as Cam Newton refers to him, twin number one. Devin, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? I'm assuming. We, we've been assuming that you're twin one. Are you twin one? No, no idea. Oh. I have no <laughs> idea how that one works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I wanted to ask you from from your side of the ball about Cam Newton and and his performance on Sunday, and what, if anything, surprised you? What what has surprised you about him, Devin? Um, his performance, nothing. I think I said it earlier in the season. Um, I think the first time I got interviewed, you know, I played him multiple times and uh, always gave us a lot of trouble. So. Um, you know, going in, you know, I think as players that, that have competed in this league for a while, we weren't surprised. Um, and it's just awesome to see that on our side, you know, now and not have to go against it. Um, but, you know, we have another test coming up Sunday that is, is very similar. And, and I've had the same difficulties trying to play uh, Russell Wilson as well. Um, we spoke with Cam on Monday and he was excited and, and passionate and, I wanted to ask you, as a guy who's been there for for quite some time, have you noticed a a different vibe around this team this year? Um, no, I mean every team's different every year. You know, we don't. I don't care how many guys return or, or what happens. Like you just don't get to pick up where you left off and think that your team just goes and, and does you know whatever you did the season before. So I think each year. Um, each team is different, and, you know, that kind of builds through the off season. Uh, in this case, through training camp and now the early part of the season, and we'll continue um, to build and kind of figure out who we are as a team and the things we do well and things we don't do well. Like, we'll try to fix those things. But um, I think the personality of the team is always different because you always got different guys here. So um, this year has been fun so far. We just got to keep at it. But um, I think we have a good mix of guys and personalities match well. So, um, it's been a lot of fun, even off the field, being in the locker room. Devin, one of the things that Bill talked about was how talented Russell Wilson is. What do you try to do defensively to make things difficult for him? And are there any, you know, things as a defense that you could do where you go, okay, here's what we need to do to try to make sure we can contain or make it hard for for Russell because he. It seems like everything he does, he does well, and he does at a high level. Yeah, man, I think everybody has that same game plan with him. You know, it's trying to keep him in the pocket, trying to make things hard for him. Um, but it's like you just said, because he does so many things well, it's tough. You know, usually you play guys who will hold the ball and move around in the pocket, and you're hoping that as they move around and make some bad decisions. I mean, last year he threw four interceptions the whole year, so he doesn't do that too often. So I, I think it's, you know, the cliche thing. We just got to keep the pressure on. You know, we got to keep rushing the right way. Um, not make them, not let them have easy plays. You got to cover guys and uh, keep them covered up throughout the scramble and, and plastering guys. If you guys have heard us say over the years, um, I think you got to just keep doing those things and, and hope as eventually as the game goes on that we can make our share of plays as well um, because it is tough. You know, each play can turn into a huge play for them, a big play. So we got to do our best to contain that. Um, keep guys in front of you when uh, Russ does move around back there. Um, but I think that's something that we just got to keep at. You know, if he makes a play or two, we can't get down and just think it's over. We got to keep playing our game. Devin, we talked to Julian about this uh, a little while ago. How much of an advantage, if any, do you think it is to play in Seattle without fans there? 
I mean, I guess we'll find out. It's only, it's only an advantage if you go out there and win. So um, I've only been out there one time, and the crowd was intense. They were into the game. But I think as players, home or away, you get used to that. You kind of like that. You embrace the, the fans being there, the crowd, the energy. Um, so I think it's it's probably going to be tough for both teams getting up and getting going without the fans, without all of the energy in the stadium. But um, we'll see, you know, how the game goes and how all of that works itself out. Hey, uh, Devin, in my opinion, the Super Bowl win over the Seahawks in Super Bowl Forty Nine is the most important win of the Patriots' twenty-year run because it restarted the second dynasty. It prevented the start of the Seahawks dynasty because they would have won back-to-back Super Bowls against Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You have the birth of Malcolm Butler with the interception. Where would you rank that Super Bowl win in terms of your career accomplishments? Oh, it was huge. I think, you know, and for me, I don't even consider uh, the whole 20-year span just because I wasn't a part of that, you know, but I'm just thinking about my years here in 10 and 11 and 12 and then 13. Um just having a good football team. My rookie year in 10, we went 14-2, and two, and then we lose in the divisional round. Then we get to the AFC Championships, we lose. Then we you get to the Super Bowl, you lose. So it, it was just that feeling like, oh, will we ever get to the top? And, you know, once we got there and got that win, um, I just think it was it was awesome as a player to say, all right, we've been there, we've done that. Like, now we know what it takes. Um, and I think that's really what jump-started, like you just said, jump-started everything for a lot of guys that ended up being here over the next, call it, six, seven years um, to be a part of the, um, all of those teams, I think, that worked hard and, and understood how to win, um, I think really started with that game. Devin, you were asked last week what kind of players the Dolphins were getting in Van Noy and Roberts, and you had said kind of you know tongue-in-cheek, hopefully bad play on Sunday, that's my hope. Is there any challenge for you to have a player flip from being a teammate to your opponent, or is it pretty easy to shift your mentality and just look at it like, these are people that I have to beat? Yeah, that's pretty easy. And I think um, what's cool is you know a lot of those guys are good friends of mine. I talk to them all the time, talk to them through the process of being on a new team with family and all of that, so... You know, out there on Sundays, excuse me, this laughs, it's jokes, it's, you know, going back and forth, but it's competing. You know, I should have a twin brother who a lot of times in our career in sports, mm-hmm. we've been on opposite teams. So um, I think that's easy, but it's also fun. It's fun competing against your friends, talking trash, text <laughs> messages and rides later after the game, talking trash still. So I think all of that's fun and kind of part of the business of the NFL. Cam said on the show Monday that he felt disrespected by by other teams in the league and was playing with a a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if you guys as a team uh, also have a bit of a chip on your shoulder because of questions about what this team would be like without Tom Brady. Um, yeah, but I think I think a, a lot of it individual. I think we have a lot of guys with chips on their shoulders because of, you know, how they came in the league, uh, anything that goes throughout their career. Um, I think that's what creates a chip on the shoulder. I think individually, um, when you have a bunch of guys like that, um, that's what happens. I think you collectively get that as a team. Um, and, you know, I think that's what we have right now. I think it's overall team mentality of coming in and, and feeling that way. But I think individually you have guys and that, that's what makes up your team. So um, that's what it feels like to me anytime. Really, I've been here and been in this locker room. Did did, did you watch any of the Saints-Bucks game on Sunday? I did see some of it when I got home. I mean, 
not much to do after the games now, so we end up watching a good amount of football. Were you surprised by Tom Brady's performance? Oh, it's football, I mean, it's week one, but um, I actually was talking to this with a couple of my friends, like week one in the NFL, especially with no offseason. It was like the Super Bowl, I feel like, for every team that went out there. If you won, it meant you were destined to be good this year. If you lost, it was like your season is over. So um, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we've got to realize it is week one. Uh, every team in the NFL has to improve. They want to have a shot to, to get better and, and beat her at the end of the season. Devin, you've been an advocate for social justice issues in the NFL. You've kind of been there for day one. Another player that was kind of there for day one was uh, safety Eric Reed, who had a tremendous year last year with the Carolina Panthers set, uh, I believe it was the record for as far as uh, tackles. He's a guy that hasn't been able to get a job, very similar to Colin Kaepernick. Do you think there's like, you know, when you, we throw this word around, you think he's being blackballed by the NFL that a guy who's only 28 years old who still has talent, is, but he just, he's not able to get a job because of him being vocal of, you know, nailing during the national anthem? Yeah, I mean, I, I've said that numerous times. I think that that's going to play a part in, uh, in the league and, and everything that guys do. Um, you know, I think it, it's going to be whether you want to call it teams like to call the keyword distraction. Um, but I think teams are going to try to do what's easiest for them. Um, and I think that includes, you know, guys like E. Reed, guys like Pat, um, who have challenged different things that have gone on in the league. Teams are going to just stay away from them. And um, I've said it before, those guys are blackballed. And uh, Reed got another shot after, you know, leaving San Fran. But that even took a while to get in Carolina. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward this year. Hey, Devin, how's Kyle Duggar coming along? Uh, your teammate Adrian Phillips compared him to Derwin James, which is pretty high praise. Do you see that uh, that comparison? What do you see in him? Yeah, man, he's a freak athlete. And I think when you're young, it's all uh, learning, and you continue to learn each week, each day in practice. So um, he's really done a good job of that. And um, I think that's why you see him get some reps out there on defense. He's going to be out there supposed to teams. Like, the guy's a special athlete. You know, he does stuff in practice so far. I think at different times they're all like, damn, like, did you see that? So um, it is pretty cool to see. Um, and I know he'll just keep getting better. So I uh, can't wait to just watch his development over the next couple of years. Did you text Tom Brady after the game on Sunday? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was I was enjoying my time with the fans. <laughs> one, one of the things that, uh, you know, Julian talked about, we just talked to him, was, you know, how weird it was playing in front of no fans. I, I mean, I don't know what that's like because I never dealt with that throughout my playing days. Does Bill Belichick, how does he mentally get you ready for that? And then the younger guys, how do you kind of, like, make sure? Because there are a lot of guys that use the crowd and feed off of that. How do you manufacture that? How do you get the young guys not to let it affect their performance well, to be out there playing? Uh, one, one, one correction, Wiggy, before he answers. Mm-hmm. You dealt with playing with no fans personally for you, but the team, the team actually had fans. No, uh, there were no, there were no, there were no Wiggins, there were no Wiggins, there were no Wiggins, there were no Wiggins fans. I set uh, yeah. some records. All right, Devin, yeah, what's that like? Is it hard? No, uh, honestly, Wiggy, like there was no preparation. Like no one, like you just said, no one dealt with that. You know, as older players, as coaches, no one really had the experience going out there with no fans. So um, we really couldn't. We couldn't prepare young guys. We couldn't really prepare ourselves. We just kind of had to go out there and, and as it went, kind of figure out what it was going to be and go from there. So 
Um, it was it was definitely different. It was it was just so kind of dead when we went out there. Um, so it was, I think, a learning experience for all of us, um, and something you really couldn't, you know, predict or understand um, as you were going into it. All right. Well, get ready to head out to Seattle, and we'll we'll be watching on Sunday night. And it's always great to have you on the show, Twin Number One, Devin McCourty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Devin. Later. All right, that is Devin McCourty.